This is the meeting after the meeting. None of our participants get paid, and we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. Enjoy the show. energy this is that this is that good this, this is takes me angry back to the, and fun takes me back to the 90s this is like I, hf festival rock and roll rfk <laughs> chris were you at no you never got into the 90s rock scene i mean punk rock you like a nickel you were a nickelback oh guy weren't God, you no, yeah was, you were a nickel I'm through with standing in line down, the clubs. 930 Club, Bad Brains, Fugazi. They're opening up a new yeah, little... That's what I was doing. They're opening up a new little club down there. Like It's supposed to be like the original 930 Club. It's called the... Uh, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. The Foo Fighters are going to be the opening act. I mean, it's not a little club if Foo Fighters... Is no, it only f- seats like 300-some people. That's... They said at 500... that's an expensive ticket. 500,000 people tried to apply to get like 3,000 tickets or something. Jesus. So. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in D.C. in the 90s. This is... uh, Either way, this is good. Gabe, well well done. (laughs) I'm I'm feeling... I knew I had you with this one, John. I knew I had you. Well, John's got 90s on 9 locked in his car. He said, I, he's, in two seconds, he was like, I got it. This is you. So. <laughs> this is John. This guy, his name written all over it for sure. I'm excited. Well, all right. What do we got? Let's get into it. This is the meeting after the meeting. Meeting. I'm John. I'm Chris. Welcome back, everybody. We are episode here nine. tonight. Yes, episode nine. We got a great guest with us tonight. We're going to introduce him here in a minute. We've got... A cool new uh, newcomer tip of the week we're going to talk about, and we have a sketch, one that we've done before, that we're going to be bringing back. It might be worse. You think it's going to be worse? I, I don't. I don't. I don't see how I could do better. So if you're honestly, if you're familiar with <laughs> the meeting after the meeting, you uh, know that we do a sketch of the week, and this one in particular we've done before. It's called "We Had But Two Alternatives." We're going to be playing a little game on the show with our guest, our producer, and Chris and I, where we have... No, you don't play. It's just us. Well, I mean, you, you're I'm the kind game of the, designer. I'm the host. I'm the host. The game show host. Yeah. And, and we have uh, five different readings, and those readings come either from the AA Big Book or the 12 and 12, and you all are going to decide and either be right or be humiliated for not knowing the literature very well. And at the end of it, we're going to pick a winner, and that winner... He's going to win a God Dice. God Dice. Roll it out. Roll it out. Always, always comes up God. Always loaded. Always God's dice are always loaded. <laughs> so Jane, I think, won the last one. She, the she did. Our, our, our speaker our won. Speaker won. So, so we'll see if our, our speaker this week, just to give you a quick breakdown, the meeting after the meeting is a weekly podcast that's recorded on Zoom. 
live on Wednesdays from 8 to 9 p.m. You can find that information for the Zoom meeting on our link tree, which is what? TMATM Live. TMATM Live. And it is also, uh, the videos are recorded and put up on our link tree as well, and you can find those there. We also have some social media that we're doing at TMATM Live on Instagram, yep, building up right. our following. Also on uh, TikTok. Yeah, we, we got like six followers on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> I mean, they're the most riveting TikToks you've ever seen. And, we, and, and, we're, and we're bursting at the seams with 71 on Instagram. Killing the game. We're killing it. <laughs> Why don't we introduce our producer, Gabe? How's it going? Going great. What's up, Gabe? Going great. Gabe, Wednesday. How was your week? It was good. I was in New York this weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, took my girl up there. Gabe, Gabe is out there doing He's things, dude. Living dude, when life. You, living yeah, when you, when you don't spend all your money on drugs and booze, you can do a lot of cool stuff. That's very true. Gabe, Gabe, you, you give me an, an NYC vibe. Dude, I've, I'm going for the third time in June. <laughs> yeah. It's like the easy, I'm not a big, like, yeah. he, he can you know, up flying there. person. I'm too scared could, to fly. Could you but, live there? That's the question. Yes. I mean, it'll take, yes. I think I would, I could live there for like a month. You know, but I don't, you know. Well, that's not living. I mean. I could live there for a month. That's visiting. Eh, well, <laughs> living, like visiting, extended, I could live there for a month. It's like an extended vacation. Live extended there. stay. Extended stay. <laughs> yeah. I could live there for a month. So you couldn't really live there. No. I mean, it would lose. Yeah. It would lose. I mean, the amount of rats that you see. And, you <laughs> it know. takes a special kind of psychopath to move uh, up to New York. Yeah. And then the summer's brutal and the winter's brutal, but like the. It's the, really nice. For me, more than anything, it would just be the space. Mm. It's just the space. It's tight. Yeah. Man. The, it's tight. the apartments are small, and I like a little more space. I yeah. hear that like the there's so many people there that like AA is pretty big, but you don't really see a lot of the same people more than once. That's what I heard. A lot of meetings in New York City. Some good AA. Yeah, definitely. A lot of some meetings. weird, some weird AA, too. Hey, there's some weird AA That's here. <laughs> too. I mean, here like. You go. Got some weird candlelight. You got that midnight around here. Candlelit meetings. You got that around here. Not even at midnight. You man. know, yoga with goats and yoga goat AA. I mean, midnight, midnight candlelight yoga goat seance. AA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's All let's right. introduce our enough guest. We we've we have bantered enough here. I'm excited to have him on. He. Uh, he's a friend of ours. We've known him for, for many years. Let's welcome Clyde G. from Rockville, Maryland. Clyde, what's up? What's going on? What's up? <laughs> what's Let's get going? The, there we go. Oh, oh there, there it is. They love you, man. They're hey. cheering for you. <laughs> How you doing, Clyde? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. yeah? Thanks for being with us tonight. Thanks for having me. How's your week been? Uh, it's kind of long. long. It's kind of long so far. <laughs> working. It's a lot of working. Getting up yeah. early. 5 a.m. starts. So you woke up this morning at 5 a.m.? 5 a.m. And, and you came here from work? Came, well, I went home and, yeah. and showered and okay. all that stuff. Yeah. And then came here. Yeah. That's that, that's well, that contractor you. life, 5 yeah. a.m. Yeah. Or, or dad life, mm. one or yeah. the other. Yeah. Or little, yeah, young child. Y- young kids. Yeah. Unless, you, Unless you're... <laughs> don't, don't say even, it. Yeah, no, I can't. Yeah, don't but even say it. You can give them no air time. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. We really appreciate it. We know, and most of our guests, like you... Come here. They've had a busy day. Sliding right in. Yeah. Tired. Come in here. We appreciate you, it. Yeah. It, it, we're grateful that you got it. you're willing to do it. We love your story. So we're, we're excited to get into that a little bit. You said you listened to one episode of our show, right? So you kind of know. Yeah. It's better than most okay. of our guests. Yeah. That is. To most be of our guests have never listened to any of it. That's what I expected never. you to say. Never. Yeah. So 
Um, but I hit Clyde up early on. Yeah. I hit him up and I said, this is what we're doing. He was real excited about it. Yeah. Checked it out. Hit me back. Said it was fire. So yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, man. We're glad. Why don't we get into a little bit of uh, the, the, the basic info we call the stats, your sobriety date, sponsor, home group. You wouldn't mind telling us a little bit. Uh, my sobriety date is September the 25th, um, 2015. I have a sponsor. Do you you want me to mention his name? You don't have to. Okay, that's all right. I have a sponsor and yeah. I have a home group. Okay, all right, great. Yeah, good stuff, man. What what's your do you, what's your home group if you don't mind? Midtown. 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 Okay, all right. We we've had so we have guests and a lot of them are people we know and so we're we're building up different home groups. I'm glad <laughs> it's not the same home group that my home group is. I won't even say because we've had so many people from there. It's just not oh, you know. know. So it's yeah. good to get some midtown people in yeah. here. Yeah. So. Um, we, we all grew up in the same sandbox. We did. Yeah. We so definitely did. Whatever you call our own group now. We're all from the same family. Yeah. 100%. Man. That's right. So, well, good to hear that. And why don't we get into your story here? We're going to do the three W's. First one, which is where, what you were like, Clyde. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Clyde? So, so what it was like for me, um, I grew up, um, I grew up in, in Forestville, Maryland. A lot of people think I grew up in Southeast DC, but I didn't. I grew up in PG County, right? I grew up with my grandmother in Forestville and, um, I grew up with her because my mother struggled with alcohol and addiction, right? My father, he spent a lot of time in jail. You know, so so my grandmother was my caretaker. Um, and growing up, you know, my, my grandmother, she kind of uh she was she was the best, you know. She uh she sent me to Catholic schools, you know, I went to Catholic schools, um, you know, I was I was real real spoiled too, you know. Um, you know, like in the in the in the opening chapter of uh of um Dr. Bob's nightmare, you know, you, you can see how in there he was kind of like a spoiled brat, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I grew up a spoiled brat, you know, because I was I was the only nothing I was, like grandma. To nothing spoil like you. grandma, you know. Well, it's yeah, you know always always, you know, because I, I was the only male child. Daddy yep. daddy was away I'm in familiar. jail. I'm familiar. I had a grandma you know? just like yeah. that. I was the only boy. Yeah, daddy was yeah. away in jail. I had one uncle who who passed away from the HIV virus when I was young, like ten. So I was the only male child in the whole in the in the home I was real spoiled I was like the first person in my neighborhood with a PlayStation you know mm. it, go back a little further I was the first person with a Teddy Rubskin you were a popular kid I, I was popular. I had I had everything you know my grandmother People wanted to come over your made house. sure I didn't want for nothing yeah. right John had a Teddy Rubskin yeah. <laughs> I'm sure did he did, did. I don't you? Know. probably <laughs> yes, I had everything you guys the same age right yeah. yeah I'm a little older but you're 80s baby. So, 80s baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. I had probably had one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I uh, I attended Catholic schools and, and, you know, grandma wanted the best for me. And when, 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 I, when I was leaving the eighth grade, I, I went to Holy Comforter, St. Cyprian's, and, you know, I attended mass, you know. So I got... You know, before I even came to alcohol, you knew right from wrong. Right before I came to AA, yeah. I kind of, I kind of knew who God was. You know, didn't yeah. didn't really know that I was going to need Him in all areas of my life as I got older. 
But I had an understanding of who right. he was from going to Ma I served as an altar boy for one day. Look at you. That's it, one day. <laughs> Look at you. Just one day. What happened? This one day. They fire it. you? <laughs> I fired myself. <laughs> You're you like, know? ah. Yeah. But, um, you know, so a pretty good upbringing. Um, left Holy Comforter. Uh, the plan was to go to Bishop McNamara. You know, had I, had I went to Bishop McNamara... I'd have been able to hang out with all you Gonzaga, all the Gonzaga <laughs> boys, like, yeah, yeah. like no my, sponsor, boys here. my sponsor, hey, the, the all the Dematha crew. Yeah. You know, okay. he's a Gonzaga. I didn't know that. You are? Yeah, I'm a Gonzaga. You boy. went to Gonzaga? You don't yes, look sir. like you went to Gonzaga. I know I don't. Yeah, you really don't look like a Gonzaga boy. Yeah. Okay. I look like I was bullied a little bit at Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah, you look like you might not have been the most popular guy. No. I played three sports. If I saw Gabe on the street, I'd probably try to give him some money, you know, thinking he was homeless. <laughs> I didn't always have this hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I didn't, I think it was because of financial issues. My grandmother couldn't send me to yeah. uh, Bishop McNamara. So at that time, I had to, uh, I had to go to public schools. Yeah. You know, she sent me to public schools, and I was zoned to go to Largo High School, mm. right? And, you know, it was kind of like at, at Largo High School that I, I began to experience some, some changes, you know, some differences, you know, because um, public school was different than Catholic school. Sure. You yeah. know, I, it was scary, to be honest. You know what I mean? Um, there were dress codes that I couldn't identify with. You know, I just come from Catholic schools where we wear the same thing. Uniforms yeah. and bass, what they call bass shoes. That's yeah. what we wore every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so now I'm going into public schools, they're dress codes, Sneakers. pretty girls mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, matter of fact, that one of the one of the most popular things in high school when I was going to school was the the NASCAR shirts. Dale Earnhardt, <laughs> Jeff Gordon. Really? Do you remember those? No. They had like these 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 race car shirts that and Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes, I do, yeah, Looney I Tunes was real popular. Looney Tunes. I remember that. that. Warner yeah. Brother clothes. Yep, I remember yeah. that. My grandmother couldn't afford none of that no. stuff. My grandmother no. went and got me a shirt from Kmart that mm -hmm. looked like the real thing, but <laughs> it was but, a little off. But when it when you put it in the dry, <laughs> it told the truth. You know what I mean? You know. So you know. A lot of inadequacies <laughs> and insecurities. I'm walking around, and your dad's not around, and dad's not yeah, around. Yeah, I mean, you know, no... dad's not around. Yeah. You know, I mean, when he when he was around, he was dad. But you know, like I mentioned, the, the yeah. judges in Montgomery County, Prince George's <laughs> County, and DC yeah, sent him on vacations. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes these vacations would be anywhere between six months to six years. You yeah. know, so you know that was that. Um, so, so where did you find yourself? Uh, discovering alcohol and drugs and, or, you know, if, if you did do drugs, I'm assuming most of us have what that looked like when, how did you kind of get your start there? So when I was going to Lago, right. Um, it was, a it was a group of, it was a group of guys that used to live in, um, another area in Forestville off of Ritchie road. And, you know, they were kind of like, they were a little tough, Guys, you know, because even though they were going to school in Maryland, like me, they had family in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. you know. So I kind of hooked up with that. Matter of fact, two up, they were brothers. One name was Leon. The other one name was Limwood. And they had a hell of a reputation in mm -hmm. high school, right? And I wanted to be like them, you know. Um, 
I drank with them, but my first drink actually came in my grandmother's basement. It was Bacardi White Rum. There you go. Mm. Bacardi White Rum. That's a good first drink right <laughs> yeah. there. That's quality liquor. Not bad. Liquor. Yeah. Not bad. And it was, it, was, it was in my grandmother's basement yeah. that I... Uh, that I that I first had my experience. We've heard some doozies for first drinks. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Bacardi, Bacardi white rum. You know, it's all right. <laughs> um, so then you know, I'm drinking and and my uh, my 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 friends are starting to change. You know, I, as a matter of fact, I remember one time I was I was we had we had skipped school, and we had went and went in the woods. We had some drink and we had some some weed, and I remember. When I came out of those woods with, with Leon and Linwood, I remember Linwood saying, uh, he said, man, clap. he said, they called me Moochie when I was coming up. <laughs> he said, bro, he said, Moochie kind of looked like our older brother, Luke. They had an older brother named Luke mm-hmm. that was killed, right? And, and I remember Leon said, man, what you talking about? Moochie is our brother. And it was at that point mm-hmm. that I felt like Bill when he said I had arrived. Mm-hmm. I had found my people. Yeah. Yep. You know, I had found my people. And, um, you know, this kind of hanging out with these folks, it kind of led me to, to to hanging with one group of people. You know, then I hooked up with I hooked up with a cousin of mine that went to Largo with me named Squirrel. Right. <laughs> and this this how this is this is where the introduction to Southeast began, right? Squirrel, squirrel, uh squirrel, both of us had family in Southeast in, in a neighborhood called Woodland mm. off of Alabama Avenue, right? But squirrel Squirrel visited more often than I did, you know, but I end up hanging out with him and then I end up going over there, right? Yeah. And that's when I started getting involved in other substances, yeah. right? A little harder stuff. A little harder stuff. Yeah. You know, mainly like heroin and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and at this time, not only was, not only was me and Squirrel hanging there, but my mother was also living in another area in Southeast off of Wheeler Road. Right, it's another bad area, you know. So, so yeah, a lot of drugs. So you, so you're, you're doing that, and you find your way there. And and uh, how old were you when you got sober? I was, I was six days shy of my thirty first birthday. So between high school and thirty one, what happened? Where did you, you know, we're, we're, we want to start getting into what happened to you here, but describe kind of the end of your drinking. What did that look like? Where did it take you? The end of my drinking. So. I was a district government employee. I used to throw trash oh, okay. for DC government, you go. and and you know it's a pretty good steady, that's a good steady job. job. Yeah. Good benefits if you if you sober it is. Yeah. You know <laughs> if you sober, but you know I I the the job would send me back and forth to treatment because I was I was under this like EAP program yeah. where, where they would help you get help. You know right, but you know I didn't I really didn't do the whole deal when yeah. it came down to recovery, going to meetings and stuff. So, you know, things just got worse. And in the end, you know, when I finally decided to come back, I was sitting on a crate in Georgetown panhandling. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. where that's where I was in the end. I was sitting on a crate in Georgetown in front of Banana Republic Republic panhandling. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. That's a good spot actually. Yeah. I mean it a is a lot of traffic. It is. It is. It's tax now, were you too. were you a were you a a quiet panhandler or were you a vocal like hey hook me up panhandler? Well, I had this one line. I had this one line. Yeah, that let's was hear like, the technique. Ooh, uh, it was yeah. just it was Let's real simple. It's, excuse me, excuse me, sir or ma'am. Uh, 
you know, I may every now and again I may I may say something like home I'm homeless and I need help. It was it was real real simple, you know. Yeah. Real simple, hmm. you know. That was it. That it it was it. Most and most you make a day. I recall one day coming home from Georgetown and coming in my mother's house and I was talking to my baby brother and I was counting my my ones, you know what I mean? I was counting my one. I counted $98. Not bad. $98. Not bad. How many hours were you down there? Full day? I would get up there at about 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. From 11 to about, at about 7.30, I catch the 32 bus yeah. back to Southeast. <laughs> it's a good job. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good job. job. It's 11 a job. to 8. Yeah. 11, 11 to 8. It's man, a job. You know, well, it's tax-free. Tax-free yeah. Tax-free tax dollars. You know? Yeah. Not bad. Tax-free. Okay, so you're, you're you're panhandling and you're staying with your mom. Are you still living with your? Are you with your grandmother? At, at this time, at this time, I'm staying with mom. You're staying I'm with staying mom. Staying with mom. Okay, and you are panhandling. What kind of are you? Are you in? Are you in trouble? How often are you getting messed up? What's your normal so, drinking looking like? So there? my my normal my normal drinking and and using looks just like this. Every night when I leave Georgetown, I go back to my mother's house. I got everything I need. You know, I get I get nice and loaded, and I I literally watch repeats of Detective Joe Kinder and Forensic Files all night long till six a.m. in the morning. You know, the end is near when that's <laughs> yeah, <night>. yes, <laughs> I get that to the morning. So that was and and basically that was on repeat. That was your hell, is what it yes. sounds like. Yeah. yeah, yes, and I relate to that. Just kind of that that. Uh, I don't even know if we were just kind of like waiting to die or, or yeah. what we're doing, we, but we, we we're have just... a, a mutual friend who watched what was it, Days of Thunder? Oh yeah, over and over. Again. Oh yeah, we do. I actually, and I related to that. I watched yeah. Eight Mile over and over <laughs> every night. I'd 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 get home from work and I'd start drinking and I'd pop on my DVD. This was back when DVDs yeah. were in, and and I would put in Eight Mile. Mm. And I would watch the rap battle scenes at the end of Eight Mile over, and I would cry every time B Rabbit would win his battle. I was I was sitting there drinking a Mad Dog, and I'm like, "Man, you B Rabbit, man, got this!" Like, and I think it was almost like a metaphor for my life. Like I was the underdog, you know, drinking myself to death. My family didn't want anything to do with me. You know, nothing going on in my life. I'm working this dead end blue collar job. And that was like hope. Yeah. You know, there's a little fire. There's a little fire. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe for you, fire. it was when they would solve the case, <laughs> Joe Kinder, when, when he would solve that case, you'd be like, yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. tomorrow. It's crazy. Be it's crazy. Cause I had, I would have some visions about being a detective, you know? Yeah. But I yeah. mean, like what, this wasn't real. I was on probation at the time. Like how, yeah. Yeah, how in not, the hell are you going to be a detective? You're not going to you know? be a detective. But no. you, you had, uh, I think, we all had that this like this idea of like one day one, one that's day right. that's and right. especially right after i started drinking right that's right you know because that that's was right. when the hope would kick in right? yeah there you, you start go. drinking there and you're you like go. i mean one day when I, 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 I got federally indicted and i was in i was in intake you know over there at seven locks for for like a couple days and then i bonded out somebody bonded me out first thing i did was go to the bar and start drinking mm-hmm. and just like it says in in, in bill wilson's story man after the stock market crashed, I started drinking, and those ideas started coming. I started feeling like I'm going to beat this case. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm going to get a lawyer. That's right. They don't have me on nothing. I'm not <laughs> flipping. Forget about it. You know. And uh, as soon as the alcohol wore off, I was right back in the yeah in the gutter again. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that was. Yeah. 
basically the mo you know the 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 motivation was we found the courage we found in the drink yep. that's you right. know and we just never followed through with it because we were drunk that's right you know so <laughs> and uh, I, I think that's a good segue kind of into you talked a little bit about what happened what was your introduction to Alcoholics Anonymous was it through treatment was it through the court system was it just through you know finding it online it was definitely through treatment because each time that I was in treatment, H and I would bring the message in, mm. you know. And and so my biggest thing was when I left treatment. When I left treatment, I had no plan. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had no plan. Very common. You know, I had no You're plan. You're not alone on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's common. I had no plan. Well, it, it it's not that we, and, and I fall into that category, and I know John does totally. It's not that I didn't have a plan. It's just that the plan that I had didn't include Alcoholics Anonymous. Or if it did, it was a, it was a sidebar or a footnote. That's right. it, it wasn't because I still lived in this delusion that if I can do X, Y, and Z, if I could get a job and maybe have the appearance of normality, you know, right. pay my taxes, go to work, you know, have a nice girlfriend, stay out of the bars right. and the clubs, don't go to any after hours, maybe drink a little bit. But you know what I mean? Like... Uh, maybe smoke a little weed, you know what I mean? If I could do that, then I'll be good, you know? And I, and I, and so it's not like, and I think a lot of people fall into that, you mm -hmm. know, that trap. Yeah. They don't, they, re, they don't. It's not exact. It's not out yeah. of, it's not out of any like bad, malicious, you know, yeah, malicious yeah. thinking or yeah. net or like, I, you or know, FAA or anything like it's that. It's just right. this idea that I, my, priorities are it's priorities are messed that's up. right that's my right. priorities are messed up and it's not again out of anything bad it's just simply i don't know that's yeah right. well it's lack of is no. in terms of that idea of alcoholism i mean you don't really understand how bad you have it yeah because you don't know what you're afflicted with. you don't know what you don't know that's right <laughs> that's right i like that jeff <laughs> oh man here we go um you don't know what you so, don't know um <laughs> so, okay. So treatment was how you found AA. You said people brought in some meetings, but it wasn't, you're not a first timer. wasn't no. the first time you mm -hmm. went to treatment. Didn't no. stick. No. So this what ended St. up? St. right? So the last, the last treatment facility yeah. I went to was, it was a program called KEG. That was the 28 day program. And my substance abuse counselor there recommended that I go for further treatment. Right. And further mm -hmm. treatment got me at 801 East. 801, 801 yeah. East. Upstairs. Okay. upstairs. Upstairs. Yes, upstairs. Which you didn't come in through I did. the first floor. No. Oh. I came in I came in during the day. So during the day there's nobody at the shelter. Yeah. So I said this place is not what people <laughs> were saying it is, right? You didn't. So my, my counselor, Mr. Thomas, said, you know, I can get you upstairs, but you're gonna yeah. have to stay downstairs one night. Yeah. Until we do the paper. Everybody's gotta stay yeah. downstairs one night. So yeah. I came back that night. And when I saw what I saw, I said, I'm going to stay at my mother's house and yeah, I'll come back yeah, in the morning. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. smart. So, so for those of you who don't know, for people listening all over you know, the country and the world, uh, 801 East is a men's shelter. Legendary. Legendary shelter in Washington, D.C., but upstairs. There On the campus a, at St. Elizabeth's. Of St. Right. Elizabeth's Hospital. Right. Where there was, where there was like a uh, mental uh, John, tell him Lord. about John Hinckley. Go ahead. John Hinckley. Tell him about John. <laughs> he's he's there. He was there, right? Oh, was he there? I think he's home now. Oh, he he's is? Okay, all right. 
Yeah, I don't know. He's, he was uh, a resident. <laughs> he was a resident. Guy. Very famous yeah. mental institution where the criminally insane and other yeah. people were. But there was a portion, 801's men's shelter, and then above that was a treatment center that you were in. That's right. right. And that's where you got introduced to AA. That's right. Less, that's fam- less famous Clyde was yeah. at the 801. Yeah. So, so why don't you tell us what happened when you, when you got sober? What, what kind of uh, pushed you into Alcoholics Anonymous? So, so when my, my sponsor came over there, he was bringing a meeting. He was bringing a meeting, okay. you know, and he was bringing young people to the meeting. See, because that's the difference in, in, in this area here in D.C. In D.C., it's not a lot of young people mm. getting sold. It's a lot of old timers. Right? Yeah. You know, so to see younger people carrying the message yeah. and to hear him share, you know, and, and, and me, a lot of identifying. Yeah, you know, ident- looking for similarities rather than differences. And you your know. sponsor was that Gonzaga. Boy. My sponsor was that Gonzaga. Was that Gonzaga and also Captain like the schoolboy. Yeah, also <laughs> like to hang over across the street and serve some quarters yeah. on his leisure time. You know, <laughs> which was one of the worst neighborhoods in Northwest DC yeah, at one yeah. time. He's a true psychopath. Yes. So, so, so you were able to maybe not necessarily relate to to everything, but you were able to relate to some of his experiences and yes. his circumstances and his feelings. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and so he comes in there. He brings a meeting. And what happened from there? They start taking you to meetings. They start taking us to to my current home group. Okay. They start taking us there, and and you know, uh, while we doing all this, I'm I'm getting to know uh, him better, and and so it it came the 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 conversation came about about what's what's next, what's going to happen when I leave here. Yeah. You know, as I told you, I have a plan. As a matter of fact. Part of me intuitively knew that if I went back to my mother's couch, if I yeah. went back to Southeast, you're drinking. It was not going to be good. Yeah. You know, I knew that. You know, and that's kind of that's kind of like when he came up with the plan for me to come stay with him in Bethesda. Yeah. Right. You know. So your sponsor invited you to come and stay with him. Yes. Because you knew, and he knew probably that it wasn't a good idea for you to go back to where you're staying. That's right. And from there, you jumped in. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. And what did that look like? Because that's a scary thing to do. Hey, come here from, from, you know, Southeast D.C. and move to Bethesda with me into my house and start coming to meetings with me. What was going through your mind? You know what, John? A part of me was like, you know, what, did, what do I have to lose, you know? And, and But I got, a, you know, I got a lot of criticism from the homeboys. A lot of the boys back home thought me and Timmy were, you know, and I had to let yeah, them what? know. Yeah, I had to yeah. let them know, no, it ain't like that. That's my sponsor. He's helping me. You know what I mean? They didn't know. They didn't know anything about they it. They didn't know. Right? They yeah, didn't know. Yeah. You know, it, 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 you, it what really did you think at the of, time? Were you thinking this is my this is a chance for me to change my life? Or were you just like me, just so beaten down that you were like, I'll try anything at this point, man? That's where I was at, beaten yeah. down. I'll yeah. try anything. And I don't want to go back to Southeast. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go back to Southeast. Yeah. A lot of time in treatment, they talk about people, places, and things. And, and I know for me, one of those, one of the issues I had was being powerless. All it took was for one of my old buddies to be like, Hey, hey come on out. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to get messed up, but man, I'm powerless. That's right. You know, and all it takes is him cracking a 40 or passing around the joint. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying no, 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 yeah, no, no. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's right. That's right. I mean, I think all, all of us have those, and this was a pivotal fork in the road for you, right? And this is like, I'm either going to step out on a limb and trust this guy 
or I'm going to go back to what I know, which is comfortable, but it's probably not going to work, you know? Yeah. And think about how, where you would be if you had decided, you know what, dude, I'm not moving to Bethesda. Yeah. Because I, I think about the odds of you making it out of where you were. What are the odds of that happening, you know? And how few people really make it out, you know, once they're in a situation like that. I mean, it's, for any of us, really, the odds are not good. Um, we, we all man. take meetings to treatment centers now, you know, and I think about how many people we meet who could use something like this in their lives. And they just never, it's like, they can't, you can't show it to them because everybody has to have their own experience. Right. You can't tell them to make them believe it. And how many of them just go on their way and you just yeah. wonder, man, this, I was, it's I, defeating. I, I know. Times. I was listening, I was, I was listening to, uh, I listened to a lot of Joe and Charlie. Right. And, mm -hmm. and they, and Joe says, uh, you know, alcoholics that that are that are like still drinking. They just the only thing that that makes me different from them is they they're afraid to take actions that they don't believe in. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. that's what that's what I that's learned. It. AA is all about it's about more action, right. yeah. about praying and taking more action, and yeah. praying and taking more action. Because if what we share is our experience, strength, and hope, you can't get that experience until you take that action. Right. You, you cannot understand something you haven't done. That's yeah. right. So. It's, mm, it's a simple, it's a very simple program, you <laughs> know, simple. and I think that that's a good segue into our topic tonight. The weekly topic tonight that we want to talk about is nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive mm. work with other alcoholics. And I think this is one of those simple actions we take, Chris. What, what's you know? What do you think? What's been your experience with uh, this statement? Because I've heard this a lot over the years. We've you know when when times are hard or things are not going your way, to have this brought to you by your sponsor sure. or maybe in your head. What is it that you know? It, it, one, I agree with it. Um, I I think to me, I don't I don't work with new people because. I feel like I need to like, like I feel crazy or I'm going to drink. You know, I work with new people because it has the people that I have helped, whether I sponsor them or not along the way have enriched my life in such a, such a way that I, there, there could, I cannot imagine my life without it, you know, without these relationships in my life, without these people that either I've sponsored or not sponsored or just grown up in AA with, you know, like all of you guys, I don't sponsor any of you guys, but we've grown up in AA together. And, um, and th that those relationships are everything to me. And they have always the, the, the sort of spark of those relationships is me helping another person in Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, not for anything out of, for, for, for any selfish reason, but because, that's what I've been taught to do. And I now have the experience that, that those relationships have enriched my life. So I, I always, I'm always trying to work with, I always have a few guys under a year. There has never been a time in my sobriety that I have not been working with a new guy under a year, you know. And I've got some guys that have some time, but I mean, you know, they don't really do much in AA anymore. So, you know, they're, they're, they don't, 
they really don't really, <laughs> and they don't not much work. And and you know yeah. what? You know what I mean? They definitely don't need the <laughs> help yeah. in the way I, that they did before. Yeah. The intensive. I need someone in the emergency room. Exactly. Yeah. They, these are yeah. you know these are aftercare. Yeah. These yeah. become like like physical therapy aftercare type yeah. people. The longer yeah. they stay. And I had on. these same experiences, Clyde. I mean, when I was new and I wasn't married and had kids and living in a house, I, I moved guys in. I moved this guy that I sponsored, one of our first guests. Um, and I moved him into my house and he's been sober ever since. And, it, you know, and countless other people that I, I mean, it was such a joy to, to be able to do that, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, and I think a part of this, one of the reasons we, we like this topic was Clyde, you talked about being, uh, you know, at the 801 East men's shelter and then yeah, you're still taking then, a meeting down there, right? you've, you've kind of, the roles have reversed a little bit that, that guy who came in and helped you, you are now that guy going in there. Yeah. What has your experience been with that and helping other people there? So, so going down to the 801 shelter, um, it's been a very humbling experience. Um, and just like when I was there, you know, you get, you get some guys that are interested, you get some guys that are not interested, but I think it's important that, that I keep, you know, we keep, you know, carrying the message. Yeah. The message down there. And how, how has that been? Cause you know, a part of that experience, I've been down there before with you guys, a part of that experience just isn't maybe necessarily going in there and talking to that guy, but it's the experience, you know, it's the drive down there in traffic. It's the, the hang with the other guys who bring the meeting yep. in. It's the dinner at Ted's bulletin afterward. Yep. And maybe there's a couple new guys who aren't in the shelter, but get to experience coming down there and hanging out. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what happened to me, you know? And when you when you the the real hit is when you when you pick those guys up, you know, and you take them out to eat, and you take them to Midtown, and and you take them back to the shelter, and then they call you they call you in the yep. week and say, can we do it again? That's right. But That's just right. a but just a, f a week earlier they would say, oh man, I ain't going to that dumbass meeting <laughs> with all those white people and blah 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 blah. <laughs> but you hear something totally different yeah, after, after they, they have the experience yeah. of going. That's right. You know? Yeah. And that's a that's you talked about that, Chris. That's a part of that that experience, that feeling when you work with somebody else. I didn't realize when I got sober that I was gonna want that experience or that that was gonna hold so much value in my belief in a higher power was seeing that light come on in somebody else's eyes. You know, maybe working with one of those guys and having them call you up and be like, you know what, I do want to go back to that meeting. And it's yeah. almost like that they had no hope and now they have a little bit of hope. That's right. I mean, I think that, that working with 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 new people in AA has realigned my value system. I mean, if you think about what's of value to a newcomer, the only thing of value that we have to offer is our time and our experience, mm -hmm. you know? And if I think about how selfish I am on most days, the thing that is hardest for me to part with even more now than ever is my time, 100%. you know? And, you really start to think about what's important. When I think about my family and my relationships with my, you know, kids, I think about what is, the, how much time am I spending with them? That's more important than, you know, money or job or career. I mean, it's really that time, that time that you didn't get with your dad, you know, the time I didn't get with my dad, you know what I mean? That time it's all that really matters. Now, it's not, you know, they still need food on the table. You know what I mean? You know, but 
it's more important, it you know, and it's the same thing in AA. That time and our experience is all that matters to New York. They don't care where I work. They don't care how much money I make. They don't care what kind of car I drive. Nothing. They don't care about any of that. They're like, how do I not drink yeah. tomorrow? They really don't, which is a good thing. It's nice to have people in your life that, that don't care like that. You yeah. know? And so I think overall, the, the statement from the literature, nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. Our experience has been, that is very true. That's a fact. And, and I'll say this before we move on. I've seen a lot of people come into AA who helped a lot of people and they kind of faded away from that helping other people and other helping alcoholics. And I know that for me, one of the things that keeps me in the middle and, and aware of my alcoholism is working with other alcoholics, people yeah. who are suffering from alcoholism, because it, it reminds me, helps me remember through sharing experience or listening to them that that was me. It's mm-hmm. not the only thing you got to do, but it's a key piece. It's yeah. a, it's a big part of it. It's a big part. It's definitely a big part of it. It's, you know, it's basically a p- p- half or a third of the 12th step, you know, no, I was working no, with other alcoholics. Absolutely. So, um, I think it's a great topic and, and, um, we could talk forever about all the work that we've done and, and going down <laughs> to the shelter, but let's move on to the next part of our show. A fun one. Let's get into the newcomer tip of the week. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Look at this guy. DJ. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. That's you, Chris. That's what, like you nah, and Gabe. Nah, but Gabe, because we do have a show coming up, a little gig, me and Gabe. Oh, that's right. What's it called, Gabe? But I'm trying to figure out. Electronica Look. with two A's at the end. Like AA. Yeah. You notice that he's Monica. got both his hands on the on the CDJs. He's spinning but, both. But he's got no, nothing on the mixer. He's doing nothing. He's doing yeah, absolutely He's got no nothing. hands on the mixer. So... It's what like is old, he really doing? It's like a lot of people in AA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got a he's got a pre-mixed tape going. That's what he's got going he's on. Got, hey, good newcomer. Yeah, good that's newcomer. A, that's a newcomer yeah. tip of the week. Yeah. Make sure you use your mixer. <laughs> so, so the tip of the week, this one is, and this is a good one. I think all meetings are not created equal. Find your people. Yeah, I tried to do a little rhyme there. Equal in people. That's good. I, like I don't know that. if you guys picked up on that. All meetings are not mile. created equal. That was my That's my. Right. Eight it's, all, it's all the eight mile. You Unlike watch, man. I will say, I will say this. Bars. Unlike Clyde, who who would watch the the detective shows and want to be a detective, I did not. I knew I wasn't going to be a rapper. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I never even. Know? I just. I never tried to even do it. I just. I just was motivated by by Eminem. But yeah. um, so, all meetings are not created equal. Fire people. I think this is important because last week I was talking to a newcomer mm-hmm. and they were sharing some dis distaste and distrust in, in, in a meeting that they had gone to and they were saying that they were a little bit discouraged by that. And I think what I saw in them and what I know now that I didn't know then is there are a lot of meetings, right? There are a lot of meetings. What, what, you know, what, what's been your experience with that Clyde? Did you, uh, had you been to different meetings? Did you try out different places and kind of find what worked for you? And if so, uh, how did that go? Well, at at one time, at one time, I uh, I was I was uh, I kind of questioned myself. Did I want to stay at Midtown? Mm, okay, because you know it 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 kind of sorry, but it 
it kind of it kind of looked like clickish, you mm-hmm. know, at one time, you know. So, I mean, I went to different meetings, but the, one of the things I realized, John, is that a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, only exists right here. <laughs> you know, I learned I learned that. You know, a lot of stuff exists right here. But um, I mean, these days I really don't have a lot of trouble with with going to. So what you you mentioned the word it looked clickish and what's funny is this newcomer I was talking to that's what they said that's what they, they said, said they, right? they said you hear I, that a lot they said just I walked in and and it just seems so clickish and and what I said to them was well I think you know I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing it everywhere you go can kind of seem like that when you don't know anybody when you don't you know, know anybody. and so what you say that and you say you don't have a problem with that today what happened to kind of get you past that clickish thing from from the meetings you started attending well kind of like approaching people mm-hmm. you know just going up to them and 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 talking to them and and the thing is like and it took some time to learn to learn this like how people feel about me is really not it's not my business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't, I can't, I can't let, I've never had the experience of like, no bad experience with the people at Midtown. Mm-hmm. But even, but I've learned in Alcoholics Anonymous, I can't let people's outsides dictate mm-hmm. my insides. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How about getting involved? Did, did that help? Did you get more involved and through that maybe feel more comfortable? Getting involved, yeah. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I just picked up a new service position. There you go. At the home group. Yeah. Which is uh which is it it's one that helps me cuz I got to stay for the entire meeting. Mm. I had developed this habit of leaving at halftime mm. for about a it's, year. It's a longer for about meeting. a year. It's a longer meeting. It's for a about a meeting. year, right? So, <laughs> you know, a <laughs> buddy of mine, he gave me a service position where I have to stay for the mm. whole meeting and some. There you go. You know. So that's an, that's another way. How about you, Chris? What you know, We've been to different clubhouses and different meetings and different places, and I can guarantee you all meetings are not created equal. They're all different kinds of, of people at meetings, and yeah, I feel I mean, better I, at, at one more than the other. I think you know, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bash any particular meetings or anything like that because you know I needed every meeting. Every meeting I went to led me to my home group that is today and that was Midtown for 20 years and, and now my new home group, Monday Men's, which is, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, when you were, when you're in the, you know, when you're getting locked up and you get funneled through the pre-release center and they send you to these meetings, they don't, they're not really, they're sending you to meetings that are convenient to the facility, you know? Right. And, um, it was hard to see myself staying sober in some of these meetings that I went to. I, I just couldn't, I didn't see myself in that meeting, you know, and the first time my sponsor took me to a meeting that was connected to Midtown was this meeting called Saturday Night Special, still around, still great meeting. And I just walked in and I felt the energy in that room. I mean, and it was, and it was bursting. It, you. There was nowhere to sit. It was standing room only. And I, you know, and I like, I'm a guy, I like, I like crowded clubs and yeah. venues. But if there's a line around the corner, I know it's good. You know what I mean? That's the one I want to go to, you know? And, you know, there were pretty girls. I mean, obviously that's a, that's a plus, you know what <laughs> I mean? And, but you know, people seem happy and they were coming up to me and, Hey, you want coffee? Do you need a seat? 
they made space for the newcomer, even though there wasn't much space to give. Right. You know, and that meant a lot to me, you know, and it, the, it's, you know, the attraction was there, you know what I mean? And, um, and I think, <clears throat> I think you will find that wherever, whatever that is for you, however old you are, young or old or whatever, wherever you are, you'll find that in, in AA and especially in our area, which is the DMV area here in Washington, DC. I mean, there's 2,500 meetings oh, yeah. a, a week. I mean, you, there's a lot. If, I mean, if you can't find a meeting that you like, I, to me, it's kind of like, you just don't want to get sober. And that, and I, I think, you know, <laughs> just a little disclaimer, you may be listening f- to us right now from somewhere where there's one meeting a week and right. it's the same clubhouse meeting every day at 7 p.m. And you're saying, F you, we don't know what it's like. And so we don't. we don't. But what we will say is this, is that if you do have the opportunity to be in an area where there's a bunch of meetings like our area and you're feeling like as a newcomer, you don't like the meeting you went to, go to a different check meeting. It out. Check it out. Just a check one. out a different yeah. meeting. Yeah. Or, and this is something else I heard, actually, I'll, I'll say this, um, Somebody said, well, I didn't like the speaker at that meeting, so I didn't go back. Just so you know, if you're new, the speakers change Change at meetings. (laughs) Not at all meetings, but most meetings, the speaker changes every week. So you may have a different experience, right? That's right. So all meetings, not equal. Check out some different meetings if you don't like the one you're going to. Let's move on to my again we don't this have is, to this is my favorite part this. of the this. show this <laughs> let's get into the sketch of the week Ooh, i hate that that just <laughs> this sounds like the music of how bad am i gonna lose this tonight. is this is this is really good so the sketch of the week is called We Had But Two Alternatives. We've done this once before. If you've listened to the show, if not, we'll give you a real quick recap. We are going to, I am going to read, and we're going to put them up on the screen, five different readings, one at a time. Each reading is either from the book Alcoholics Anonymous or the book The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. Each of you, Clyde, Chris and our producer Gabe are going to be competing against each other to basically win the game and God a, dice and a God dice, which we have over on the shelf. Justin's holding one of those up over there. Our, our one of our guests in the studio audience. So the way this is going to go is we're going to put up one on the screen. You're going to have to write down whether it's from the AA book or the 12 and 12. We also do a bonus point. If you can write down the chapter from the big book it's from or the step it's from, because it's only going to be from the steps in the 12 steps and 12 traditions. All right. Okay. So that's how it's going to go. We're going to go through all five of them. You guys aren't going to say anything. You're going to write down your answers. And then at the end, I'm going to go through them one by one. What about we'll the people see. on Zoom? Can they play too? If you're on yeah. Zoom right now, you can play. If you're listening, chat, chat, you can play Gabe with your answers. Chat, Gabe, with your answers. Yeah, why not? We would love that. Yeah, let's get some participation. Little, we'll keep it up in the corner. I I, Actually, I yeah, be can. careful. I did, take that down though. Don't keep the chat up because people are going to give their answers and you guys are going to see them. I will copy them. Don't do just that. like I did in fifth grade. <laughs> All right, let's 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 throw the first like one up there. Tron bubble sheet. We had but two alternatives. Number one. 
All right. When we reached AA and for the first time in our lives stood among people who seemed to understand, the sense of belonging was tremendously exciting. We thought the isolation, the isolation problem had been solved. We soon discovered that while we weren't alone anymore in a social sense, we still suffered many of the old pangs of anxious, anxious apartness. This All is right. crazy. Who would choose, know this? choose one. That's either from the AA book or the 12 and 12. Just I mean, write your answer. Yes. Give me and the remember, God dice. I'm going to just, just roll write, the dice. write an answer down. Hmm. Write an answer. Gabe, don't cheat. I don't, I don't know. All right. All right. I, I'm still, I have no idea. All right. Our studio audience can play too if they want. Yeah. All right, and remember, if you want the bonus point, you need to write down There's the no chapter shot. or the <laughs> step. No shot. I'm, I'm just totally guessing at this. I mean, did any uh, anybody I, on Zoom I, write? I well, actually, if they write down, if the Zoom chats in, Gabe is going to get hooked by somebody. Let's not even go down that road. Oh, nobody's. All right, it's fine. Don't. All right. Let's let's know. let's minimize know. that. Minimize yeah. that. All right, let's go to number two. Gabe's playing too. I am playing. Gabe as is well. playing. I don't want his, him to see. His right. sponsor's online. He's going to start, he's gonna start pushing him answers. Studio audience <laughs> is playing as well. All right, number two. Now and then, the family will be plagued by specters from the past. For the drinking career of almost every alcoholic has been marked by escapades, funny, humiliating, shameful, or tragic. The first impulse will be to bury these skeletons in a dark closet and padlock the door. This is the second one. Pick your reading, the big book or the 1212. I literally am just guessing at this point. These are so obscure. I mean, they're, you know, hey, they're in the first 164 in Dr. Bob's Nightmare or the 12 Steps. No, 12 you 12. Know, do you see any thumpers, crazy. any big book thumpers in this audience, yeah. in this panel? <laughs> Everybody good? Let's move on. Number three. We think it no concern of ours what religious bodies our members identify themselves with as individuals. This should be an entirely personal affair, which each one decides for himself in the light of past associations or his present choice. Not all of us join religious bodies, but most of us favor such memberships. It's a, a good one. No, yes, I no, maybe. I, 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 I love it because you guys are so, I can just sense the discomfort like, <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, we got to start coming up with sketches. <laughs> Dude, we should just start grilling John with some questions. Give him some trivia. Yeah, well, he does he's John the one know who, anything either. <laughs> let's go he's on. The one who, let's he's go the, to number four. He's the puppet master. Here. Number four. After coming from our first meeting, or perhaps after we have finished reading the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, we usually want to sit down with some member of the family and readily admit the damage we have done by our drinking. Almost always, we want to go further and admit other defects that have made us hard to live with. This one, I feel like a little bit of confidence. I, I have no, a little bit. I have no Maybe confidence. Maybe I tried to trick you. Yeah, I have no confidence. Oh, so annoying. <laughs> All right, let's get on with it. Let's Last go, one. number five, number five. Put me out of my misery. And finally, <laughs> I tried to make one easy. What then have we alcoholics in AA got, or can we get the resources to meet these calamities which come to so many? 
These were problems of life which we could never face up to. Can we now, with the help of God as we understand him, handle them as well and as bravely as our non-alcoholic friends often do? This is a good one. I'll tell you this. This was a part of, of a book that my sponsor, my first sponsor would have me read when I was really struggling. Wait, 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 wait. Is there a, I thought it could only be the big book or 12. It can. I said a book, meaning I didn't want to say which book. It's one of those two books. I would read this regularly when I was really struggling. So I put that in there as a little, you must've been really struggling to my spot. I was crazy when I was him, man. I was crazy. So, all right, you guys got your answers? Everybody yep. ready to go? Let's. I'm gonna pull out the the answer sheet here. I don't want Chris <laughs> looking at them. He's trying to. I'm not gonna change anything. A, trying I'm, to sneak I'm, a I'm, peek here. All right. If I get one right, it's by sheer luck. Number yep. one. Number one. Gabe, what do you got? I got the big book, chapter Chris, nine. Chris, big book. Clyde, big book. You all are incorrect. <laughs> It is the 12 and 12, step five, page 57. So wrong. All right. Number two, Clyde, what do you got? I got 12 and 12. You got 12 and 12. 12 and 12. Same. Same. Clyde, uh, Gabe. I got 12 and 12, step 10. Wow. You guys are all wrong again. (laughs) (laughs) That's from the big book. The Family Afterward, page 123. So Dude, our, stu- our studio audience is, is they're really doing better than you guys. You guys wow. are Is he right. two for two? He's two for two. I, All right. Let's let's go to number three. Chris, what did you have? Twelve and twelve. You have twelve twelve. Gabe. Big book. Why? Big book. That would be the big book. Unbelievable. There, we agnostics? There is a solution. Oh. Page twenty-eight. If 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 Justin wins, he gets nothing. Absolutely, no, our he studio gets audience gets nothing. Yeah, no, he's not. The fact that he's here, yeah, no, he's, he's, this is all for fun for him. This win, yeah, it's a win. Number all right, number four, Gabe. What do you got? Twelve and twelve, ninth step. Clyde, twelve and twelve. Chris, big book. Twelve and twelve, step nine. I, I've gotten Let's none right. Gabe, go. Did I you get step I, nine, Clyde? No, he didn't write step no, nine. No step. And no step. Gave gave that might take it down right there. <laughs> Dude. I I realized that it, it was very clearly from the it was probably from the ninth That's step, but it I, could have not been. Well, could I, have not I, been. I thought twelve and twelve just because it mentioned the big book. That would be weird for the big book to mention itself as the big book. But. Yeah, I, I tried to trick you guys with that one. <laughs> well, some reverse psychology. Yeah. Number five. All right, Clyde, what'd you have for number five? Twelve and twelve. Chris. Twelve and twelve. Okay. Twelve and twelve. You guys would all finally, for the first time, I, I think one. in the history of our show, be correct. I got and one. That, is from step 12 <laughs> page one I'll, I'll just put it out there page 112 to oh page 117 God. in the 12 and 12 if you're struggling this is this is where it's at man 12 step really gets into so what now man what do we do what now we face you know now in life even though we're sober life still comes at us That's you right. know people still die people get sick we lose jobs we lose money we lose houses you know, what are, gonna, what are you going to do Shit now? happens. You know, and so, um, yeah, but that's it. All right, who, who, all right, point-wise, Chris, how many points do you, you really did not do <laughs> one. well? I one got one point. right. How many you got, Clyde? I think I got two points. You got two points. 
I got. Let's see, yeah, you got two points. I got three points. Well, you four got, points because I got the the. the Gabe, Gabe, is, Gabe the winner. is the runaway winner. The winner. Runaway okay, winner. all right, all right. Nobody cares what Justin Congratulations, got. Congratulations, Gabe. Nobody cares what Justin got. Gabe, toss me, toss me those god dice. Toss the god dice over here so I can. Justin, those can on you camera. toss them over? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. We got some god dice here. God dice. No how they matter sound, how they sound here. when they hit the table. No matter what you roll, God's dice are always are always. <laughs> and nobody can see that. Nobody on can see. Oh well, no. Well, there. they can see the dice. They yeah. can't see what they say, but. We'll just have to take our word yeah. for it. Oh, there uh, we go. They say they say God on them on all different sides. They say God. So if you're listening online, you can't see I'm holding a couple of the the God dice, which is the winning prize for today's uh, sketch of the week. Winner. And I'm going to keep them here yeah. in the studio to remind myself. How come there's three and not four? I thought they. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Remember when we were like, do they come and set? They should come into. They don't. They came one die. That so it was a god. Nice. Instead of god dice, they should have just been honest and said god die. It was a god <laughs> die. I thought I was going to get three sets, but they gave me yeah. three. So it's kind of a you know. I yeah. feel like it's a bit of a scam, but yeah. I mean, you know, hey, these are. What do you do? You can still gamble with it. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. All right. All that being said, I think. I think we are out of time. We want to, again, thank our guest, Clyde, for thank coming you. on the show. Thank Clyde, you. thank you so much. That was a great conversation. Yeah. Love hearing your experience, man. Thank you. Um, we are coming back again next week yeah. with another great episode of The Meeting After the Meeting, episode 10. We've got a, another great guest. Great guest. Coming in. We're excited to hear to her story. Yep. And from John, Chris, and Gabe. We want to thank you all for joining us, and we hope to see you back next week. Thank you. Bye, everyone.